Greetings, glorious humans, gentle ladies, lab men, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Devolver Digital Forecast here at forecast.devolverdigital.com. Hello, I'm Robbie, and uh, my usual cohort and co-host, JM, unfortunately isn't on the show this week. So JM um, has been super, super busy uh, working on uh, the second Extreme Four Guys event. Um, which uh, took place earlier this week uh, when we would normally record. And uh, unfortunately, that's left JM with a little time to uh, put up with my incessant rambling. Um, So you're just going to have to put up with it instead. Um, This week, I have decided... We wanted to. I, what I wanted to do was I wanted to follow um, something of a format that we set up um, a few weeks ago with our soundtracks episode. If you haven't heard that, then um, I recommend going back and listening to it. Um, it doesn't have any bearing on this one, so you're not missing anything if you don't go and listen to it. But you are missing out on uh, some fantastic banter between two old mates talking about video game music. Um, so anyway, we uh, we had a good time doing that and we're probably going to do some more. But uh, I thought it might be fun to extend that theme into some of the other things that we enjoy um, about video games. And with my background in, well, primarily as a consumer of video games, but now professionally as a, a PR and marketing type person, I thought it might be fun to uh, go back uh, down memory lane and talk about some of our favourite video game ads from back in the day. So video game ads are a funny thing because, I mean, these days everything is trailers, right? Everything is... uh, uh, geared around things like E3 or um, or developer events like Ubisoft's press conference or Nintendo Direct. And everyone pours money into making trailers and they're very good. Um, they tend to focus a lot on gameplay thanks to uh, the very vocal video games community um, being sick of uh, endless... There was a trend for a long time of uh cinematic uh video game trailers those are still around um and some of them are very good um but uh i think for a while it kind of superseded actually showing the games and uh people grew sort of like quite resistant uh to that method of marketing after a long time which is understandable if you're exposed to something for a long time eventually you get sick of it um but one thing that i think with the rise of the internet one thing that I feel like we're we've sort of become something of a lost art form. I feel like is the video game ad or commercial, and I'm talking about like the actual ads that you would see on TV. So this was at a time where you know the only place you could, unless you were buying video game magazines, uh, the only place you saw ads for video games was on TV. Um, that meant that I mean adverts cost money, so. Uh, it tended to be larger companies at the time uh, that would produce adverts. And also, your 
reaching out to a whole TV audience. Yeah, you can uh, target certain time slots and certain channels, but in the UK, for example, in the 90s, we only had four channels for a long time. And even towards the end of the 90s, we that only rose to five. If you didn't have satellite, you had terrestrial channels, you only had five max. So uh, you were reaching uh, an awful lot of people all in one go who probably weren't familiar with video games or uh, didn't really have much of an interest um, and you're trying to pique these guys' interest, right? So what I found was really fun and unique about the video games, particularly video game ads, particularly in the 90s, is that they just attempted to sell the idea of video games in a very different way and it was more personality-driven um, and less about, uh, you know, kind of feature mechanics and things like that, or even visuals, really. Um, you know, like, I, I feel like it was fairly rare for people to talk endlessly about the graphics. I feel like that's more of a thing that people talk about now. But anyway, I'm already rambling. Um, but what I want to talk about is uh, five video game ads that I love, and um, I'll talk a little bit about why I love them, why I think they're really fun. Um, and yeah, and maybe we'll throw in a couple of Devolver things at the end as well. Um, I can imagine most people listening to this uh, will uh, maybe enjoy going to watch the ads, maybe not sitting and listening to me just ramble endlessly. So I will try to keep this relatively concise. Um, but... Uh, I am left being left to my own devices uh, to record a podcast. So let's be honest. Uh, I've got free reign to talk as much as I want. And chances are I will fully grasp that opportunity with both hands. But anyway, let's kick things off with the first ad that I uh, want to talk about to you today. So the first ad is uh, from playstation uh it is let me just check my notes here it's from 1999 and the title of the ad was mental wealth let me tell you what bugs me about human endeavor i've never been the human in question have you mankind went to the moon i don't even know where grimsby is forget progress by proxy land on your own moon it's no longer about what they can achieve out there in your behalf, but what we can experience up here in our own time. It's called mental wealth. <laughs> so that's mental wealth. Um, it's it's basically the strangest uh, TV ad of uh, of the ni- of 1999, certainly, um, and probably one of the strangest of the 90s. Um, so, if you're just listening, you will have uh, you will have realised that it's a, a Scottish girl. Um, in the ad, she has uh, pigtails, and she might be an alien. She's got a heavily warped face. Her eyes are kind of like spread out onto the sides of her head and her head looks a bit like a light bulb and she's got a tiny little nose and none of this is addressed 
Um, and it's not even evident that it's a PlayStation ad until basically the very end when it says PlayStation. Do not underestimate the power of PlayStation. Um, so first things first, the ad is kind of notorious because of that, because it's so odd. Um, it was so disturbing and so like this such so dissociated <laughs> from PlayStation. PlayStation didn't have the the for the gamers brand that it does now back in the 90s. It was a I mean there's something to be said for the fact that it was kind of uh I don't want to call it punk rock, but like PlayStation was the new kid on the block in the 90s. So uh coming out with more sort of like challenging and uh controversial or strange uh marketing was kind of that was kind of their beat and uh i remember very little of it to be honest outside of this one particular ad um so that's why it stands out as one of my favorites it was directed by a guy called chris cunningham who is uh, a well-known uh filmmaker primarily uh uh, music video director so he uh collaborated heavily with Aphex Twin um so if you've ever seen the Window Licker um music video uh that's a Chris Cunningham video I think he did uh, he did quite a number of I've actually got a Chris Cunningham uh there's a box set DVD of all of his music videos that I've got on there he worked with Bjork um he did the All Is Full of Love video with the two uh androids with Bjork's face um anyway so yeah super super creative um really bizarre uh filmmaker um was tasked with making this PlayStation advert which is just I mean it's just fucking bizarre uh I don't know really what it it what it meant (laughs) um I think the idea was that it was supposed to be uh Oh, damn, I don't even know. Maybe this is a bad example of a of a good video game ad because I don't really know what it was, what its intention was outside of like just being weird and memorable. Maybe that's all you need sometimes, you know? Um, certainly got you interested, certainly got me interested enough in PlayStation to be like, well, if they're, if this is the kind of thing they're willing to do to advertise their console, then I'm in. Um, I think I actually, I already had a PlayStation in 99, but... Uh, I definitely would have bought one off the back of this advert. Um, but it's, uh, yeah, so it's a Scottish girl talking about um, how she's never been to Grimsby. Uh, yeah, I, I, I don't know. It's it's just it's just very, very curious. Um, and I think the main reason I like it is that this was shown on, you know, national television, all times of day, um, and would have just completely confused the fuck out of most people. And uh, that's something you don't really see too often these days, certainly in relation to video game ads, which is unusual. Like, you see it a bit more with maybe like more traditional brands might try and do, you know, new and interesting things or odd things, um, you know, to kind of like re-energize themselves and stuff like this. But I mean, you know, I think there's a case to be made that, uh, stuff like PlayStation doing this in the 90s was kind of like a precursor to all of that. Anyway, so uh, Mental Wealth that is one of my uh, favourite ads and that is the first pick. So uh, another 
iconic series of ads um this is this is the first instance i can think of where there was a, an actual series of ads like they didn't just make one ad and then it was like oh that was a cool ad it was a, an ongoing series in some in some ways um and that was world of warcraft what's your game i'm mr t and this is my night elf mohawk T, there's no such thing as a night elf mohawk. Shut up, fool! Like I was saying, my mohawk storms through mighty forests on his frost saber. My mohawk... T, it's a warrior, not a mohawk. Well, maybe Mr. T hacked the game and created a mohawk class. Maybe Mr. T's pretty handy with computers. Had that occurred to you, Mr. Condescending Director? I'm Mr. T and I'm a night elf mohawk. What's your game? World of Warcraft. Try it for free at warcraft.com. Rated T for team. So... The World of Warcraft, what's your game? Uh, <laughs> I love these. It all started uh, in 2007 with uh, Mr. T uh, as a night elf mohawk. And what was great about it was that it was uh, Mr. T who, in 2007, let's be fair, uh, you know, he wasn't an, a, a famous celebrity he wasn't on tv doing anything of note but he was for the type of people who played video games grew up with video games they more than likely were you know born raised in in the 80s and will be uh innately familiar with um with mr t so i think that casting was very very clever um but it also meant that you know he was a big mainstream star. So if anyone uh, anyone outside who wasn't familiar with World of Warcraft would recognise at least who Mr T was, and it was so odd to see him in an ad in two thousand and seven that you would probably sit there and think like, why? What the fuck? What is Mr T doing in an ad in two thousand and seven on my TV? He's talking about a video game. What the hell? What is this video game? So I think from uh, from a curiosity perspective, it worked really well. It taps into. Uh, an existing audience but it also uh brings in an audience of people who might be likely to want to jump into video games um because as i say these are you're largely looking at an audience that was probably growing up in the 80s 90s um you know very pop culturally aware um so I thought that was really good. And what they, what was cool was they kind of, they kept that theme throughout the... So what it is, is uh, Mr. T uh, is <laughs> being Mr. T, talking about his character in World of Warcraft. But he talks about it in the, uh, well, first-person perspective. So it's like, again, it's selling that idea that uh, Mr. T's character in the game is Mr. T. So the, you know, the the association there is that you can be who you want to be in world of warcraft great messaging um but they used amazing casting so the first one was mr t they had uh chuck norris was one and it kind of played on that whole meme of chuck norris uh you know the chuck norris jokes i can't think of one right now because nobody has told a chuck norris joke in well over 10 years but you you probably know what i'm talking about there's a chuck norris one there's a william shatner one um and again, these are all sort of people from sort of, you know, who would have been familiar to people growing up in the 80s. Um, one of my favorites was Vern Troyer uh, did one as well. And that was kind of more of a crossover because obviously with Austin Powers and all of that kind of stuff, like he was more kind of more of a contemporary celebrity, but it still worked very well because he's very 
I mean, he's a very unique personality. Um, and it kind of had fun with the idea that in real life, he's kind of a little person, but in uh, World of Warcraft, he's like a big uh, mage who fucks people up. So again, that kind of like plays on this idea that it's like your character in the game, it's you, but it can you can also build yourself up to be something bigger and better. And it's great. And they did, and what was really smart about this was that they um they made versions they made local versions so uh they did uh, uh they did them in like spain and france and things like this so they did a, a spanish one uh guillermo del toro did one um a friend they did a french one with jean-claude van damme which is you know just amazing um and what was really cool about this is that not only uh, were they really memorable ads that I think served a really strong purpose, but they inspire, you have to think sort of YouTube came around, you know, 2005. Um, and this campaign kind of sparked the first kind of like YouTube parody phenomenon where people were doing their own versions of these ads, um, which is, which is exactly what you want, especially in this day and age, right? Like, people taking your content and using it to make their own but it all ultimately kind of feeds feeds your marketing uh which is ace i just love it it's so fun um and uh well warcraft i've never done anything as good since <laughs> Okay, so um, this is an older, next up is an older ad, and this is partly inspired by the fact that I recently watched the movie and uh, JM and I talked about the movie on our video game, best video game movies um, podcast uh, a couple of months ago, so you should go and listen to that. Um, but this is the ad for this is such an iconic ad so this um is from uh 1993 and it it's an ad that was uh only shown relatively briefly but it's so memorable um it is uh mortal combat mortal monday So, Mortal Monday is uh, an iconic ad. Um, it shows gameplay, which is cool, but really, like, it sells the the feeling of of taking part in like a it, the feeling of of being in a tournament, playing a fighting game. Because this game had always been because before this, so Mortal Monday. Okay, right, I'm losing my track already. So Mortal Monday 
was the announcing the release date uh, for Mortal Kombat on consoles. What was amazing about this is that it was coming to uh, Sega Mega Drive or Genesis, uh, Super Nintendo, Game Boy and Game Gear on the same day. It was launching simultaneously on all four formats on the same day, September 13th, 1993. That alone was pretty much unheard of at the time. Um, There was almost always a a delay, you know, between ports and things like this. Um, And with Mortal Kombat being such a huge arcade phenomenon, you know, largely thanks to the the prior success of Street Fighter 2, and fighting games in general kind of uh, becoming more and more popular. The fact that they were uh, midway in acclaim, was it? Um, midway, anyway, were going to be able to release uh, all the game on all these formats on the same day. It warranted, you know, <laughs> it warranted being shouted about. And that's exactly what they did. They literally shouted about it. And what was fucking great about this is that Mortal Kombat has become so iconic. It's a battle cry, right? It's a rallying cry. And uh, all the people running through the streets, they're all young people. Um, you, you, they, they all look like they mean business. Um, but at the same time... Uh, and, and, like, it's a slightly different aesthetic for the types of gamers as well. They're all kind of, like, wearing hoodies and jackets. They all kind of look a bit more teenage, a bit older, a bit kind of like edgier um which is what mortal kombat was going for it was going for that kind of edgier audience teenage audience um so this big rallying cry uh they turned just the 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 name of the game mortal kombat they turned it into a byword for like hype (laughs) like for hyping up a crowd you know to fucking get ready uh and get ready to go nuts um and in terms of like cultural influence it was just awesome you had that tied in you know and then they would show the the shots of the gameplay and it was like super violent it had blood in it and all this kind of stuff and it was just like fucking cool i can remember when the uh i i fell in love with more combat thanks purely to that advert and again like going back to what i just said about blizzard I don't think Mortal Kombat has ever been as good um, as that very first release. Um, It is astonishing the power that ad had. Like, I got Mortal Kombat. I was too young, (laughs) but I still got it um, because of that ad. And uh, I can remember a couple of years later when the movie came out, which I also love. I mean, come on, it's fucking amazing. But when the movie came out, um, the uh, video shop that I used to go to to rent all my videotapes from, they had a big bowl of uh, Mortal Kombat badges, pin badges on the counter. When you rented a copy of Mortal Kombat, you got a free badge. Um, and I had that badge for fucking years, decades. And I think I only recently lost it, which I'm heartbroken by, maybe a couple of years ago fucking devastated but uh yeah it was amazing so the home release of the home release of of a game like Mortal Kombat was a huge deal anyway but the ad itself I mean was just I mean how many times have you heard someone yell Mortal Kombat in recent years chances are you've you've probably heard at least one person shout it or you've seen it on a, 
a show or referenced in some other aspect of video game culture like it was the best mortal fucking combat mortal combat okay so the next ad is quite an interesting one so this was never this this kind of didn't really reach um, a broader audience, uh, kind of ironically, until uh, until the director died, um, and then it was uh, there was a, a, a tribute uh, version made as well. Uh, anyway, this is uh, the Resident trailer uh, uh, video game advert for Resident Evil Two, or as you'll 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 note if you watch the trailer, Biohazard Two, uh, directed by. George Romero. So this came out in 1998. It was only ever shown in Japan. I think it was commissioned by Capcom um, and produced uh, by and directed by George Romero um, in 1998 to advertise the uh, the on the upcoming Biohazard 2, Resident Evil 2 um, in Japan. Quite why it was never shown out outside of Japan, I don't know. Um, obviously, with the advent of the internet uh it's it's become more popular but um what i love about this is that it makes so much sense right um mikami is you know clearly inspired by george romero and uh you know he's the godfather of zombies and having him direct a commercial is uh not only something that uh, makes sense for most people that are familiar with either zombies or george a. romero uh, I mean, the two go hand in hand. They 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 shuffle hand in hand. Um, but what was cool about this is that at the beginning of the ad, I can't even remember another time when this has ever happened. But the beginning of the ad, it actually has a ti- it has a credit that says "directed by George A. Romero." So going into it, you're you're prepared. You know straight away. It's like, oh fuck, this is George Romero. It looks like a. It looks like a, a zombie. It's, well, you know it's going to be a zombie uh, thing, even if you're not aware of uh, Resident Evil. You're immediately kind of like uh, you're switched on. You're engaged. Like, oh shit, George Romero is directing this ad, and then you realise it's an ad for Resident Evil, uh, and it ha- kind of has all the hallmarks not only of the game but of Romero's uh, direction. It's only short, you know, but just it's it's got it does enough of that it has enough um associations with uh the director the theme and the game uh that fans will immediately kind of buy into the legitimacy of resident evil 2 as being like oh man like if these guys if capcom got george a romero to direct the commercial for this game then like they clearly know what's up so resident evil 2 must be sick um and i think that 
totally works. I'm surprised that uh, that isn't a sort of a trope that we see more often. Correct me if I'm wrong, there could well be other instances of um, famous directors uh, making video game trailers uh, or or, um, uh, commercials. Neil Blomkamp famously made the Halo uh, Landfall um, trailers. And funnily enough, there's a link between this uh, Resident Evil commercial and those Halo Landfall commercials in the sense that uh, Romero, off the back of this commercial, he was actually hired by Sony to write and direct the original Resident Evil movie. Um, and he he supposedly uh, stuck very closely to the original game. He wanted to set the whole thing in the Spencer Mansion. Um, it was, it was going to be a slow burn horror story, um, you know, kind of punctuated with intense horror, very much like the game. Um, but then they scrapped that for whatever reason. Um, Yoshiki Okamoto, uh, the producer at Capcom, <laughs> at the time he literally said, Romero's script wasn't good, so Romero was fired. Um, which is pretty damning, uh, but I, 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 considering the direction they went in with um, Paul W S Anderson with this kind of like post Matrix sci-fi adventure series, like I mean, fair play to them. That's like a billion dollar franchise, but you know, it's very very removed from the video game series, at least how it was to begin with. Um, and I feel like that's a missed opportunity. I say that knowing that the Resident Evil franchise has, you know, made billions of dollars at the cinema anyway. But I've, I, I think that was a, it was a really cool opportunity to have Romero involved in the original commercial for Resident Evil Two, and it's a missed opportunity that we never got to see his take on a on what a Resident Evil movie would have been like. I think it would have been a total B movie in the best possible way. Um, but what was quite cute was that when the Resident Evil Two remake came out. Like when was that a couple of years ago um capcom actually uh remade george romero's or they did they saw or they did a, a homage they they did a homage to romero's original commercial um and did a live action uh shoot with uh claire and uh leon in it that uh paid homage uh to george romero so that was really cool um I really enjoyed that. Uh, and the remake was good as well, to be fair. Um, but it's a real shame that they there was never an opportunity, or there was an opportunity, but they failed to capitalise on uh, being able to do more with that um, that collaboration. I think that's a real shame. Um, and I'd like to see more things like that. I'm not going to lie. Um, I mean, I said there was an association between that and Neil Blomkamp's Landfall. Famously, Blomkamp was... Uh, slated to direct a Halo movie produced by uh, Peter Jackson and that fell by the wayside for one reason or another but at least we got Landfall which was kind of like a little taster of what that might look like Um, which is really cool Um, but yeah R.I.P. George Okay, so last pick is um, (laughs) 
tonally something completely different but for anyone that knows me uh it's it could not be more geared towards my specific interests this is uh an ad from 1991 for battletoads and it's uh jeff's video game review show it's jeff's video game review okay last week harley and i reviewed ultra enviro man whack to the curb it has got to go so today we're gonna take a look at Battletoads. Rocky! That it is. I mean, they got psycho pigs and turbo thwacking, and with kick fighting, surfing, babe shaving. How can you go wrong? Your kids are freak for Battletoads and these other games from Trade West, Nintendo Entertainment, or Game Boy Systems required. So they got Psycho Pigs and Turbo Thwacking. I'm not sure what else I need to say about this ad for really. <laughs> Jeff and his uh, tie-dyed cohort Harley um, lording the game there, Battletoads, kick-fighting, surfing and babe-saving. It's, uh, it's too, it's very, you know, I mean, it's, it's very, very Wayne's World, Bill and Ted. It's early 90s. Uh, it's everything I love about pretty much all aspects <laughs> of my personality revolve around this ad. Um, I love the, just the overall aesthetic. It's so uh, specific to this point in time. Like literally it's like, oh, okay. So uh, you watch Nickelodeon every day. Uh, your favorite movies are Bill and Ted and Wayne's World, and you love playing Nintendo. Like, that's your life in 1991. That is what this ad is. And going back to kind of talking only a couple of years later when Mortal Kombat comes out, and it's, you know, all these, like, teens and older people running through the streets getting ready to play a fighting game. This is two fucking dorks who think they're cool, uh talking absolute bollocks using <laughs> words and phrases that parents probably think their children sound like this but no children actually sound like this uh talking about a video game that they have uh very little <laughs> true knowledge of i think um but it's fun it's just like you know ultra ultra environment has got to go as jeff extols uh but what i love about this ad is that it's just it's so earnest it's not even attempting to uh advertise video games as anything else than like super cool toys for fucking morons and i respect it i respect it uh i'd like to see more stuff like this i'm in a fucking amazed to be quite frank that there have been no ads that have taken this template uh you know with so many opportunities for nostalgia and revival in the video games industry uh the fact that jeff's review show has uh hasn't gotten a fair shake is uh is criminal it's absolutely criminal uh, i would say that like there's a good chance um if you're familiar with devolver games that uh this ad is very reminiscent or tonally of the of the same ilk as uh, Strafe, uh, a game which uh, 
well, let's just say the marketing was uh, a lot stronger <laughs> than the product um, ultimately. But the, uh, you know, the original uh, strafe ad got people talking. V- super stylish. It, it all harkens back to this era of video games. Um, another great ad that you could check out uh, that's very, very similar to this is the original Game Genie ad. That is literally just a Bill and Ted ripoff of um, these two fucking dorks uh, who say, Excellent! And they uh, they play Game Genie. They use Game Genie to cheat on all their games. Um, which, funnily enough, Jeff could probably use on Battletoads because that game is hard as fuck. But, um, yeah, that, that era is obviously ripe for being tapped into for the nostalgia buzz. We did that with Strafe. Um... It was, I think, in, ter- in terms of like the, the the level of recreation, a huge success. Um, but it's it's unfortunate that we weren't able to kind of uh, to fully realize that uh, nostalgia with a game that um, kind of fully lived up to those expectations. We probably shot ourselves in the foot a little bit by maybe setting those expectations a little bit too high. But I think in principle, people got what we were going for. Uh, and you know, I think give us some fucking credit. Um, anyway, (laughs) Jeff's review show, actually, fuck it. I'm going to put in the audio right now for both the game genie ad and then I'll throw in some audio from the strafe ad as well. Yo, video game dudes, talk to me! Excellent! Game Genie! Uncle Woo! The awesome video game enhancer for your Nintendo Entertainment System. Attach it to most of your video games, like Double Dragon 2, Super Mario Bros. 3, and buckle up! Cause you'll do what no video dude has done before. You can go to any level, get unlimited lives, live forever, like a video zombie! Excellent! You'll jump totally higher! Make your own effects. And, and Genie gives you more firepower. Go for it, Doomster. Go to any level, jump higher, stay bigger, live forever. Game Genie, the radical video game and answer from Galoo. Whoa! Trevor, you'll just die. So that was uh, this week's show. Me talking about the uh, the lost art form of video game commercials um, and why I love them. Uh, I'd like to do another one of these at some point. Uh, JM said he doesn't have any favorite <laughs> video game ads. So I think what I'm going to do is uh, next time we do one of these shows, I'm going to show him five more ads that I like. And then I want to ask him about them and see what he thinks. And I imagine 
uh, JM will hate them all. <laughs> Not because JM hates things, but because I like things that most people don't like. Um, I think if we... Uh, just touching on uh, some of the things... so. The reason why I kind of uh, thought it would be fun to talk about all this stuff today is because uh, a lot of people credit Devolver with, um, you know, having quite a strong um, uh, brand, which I think we do, but also uh, we get a lot of uh, um, plaudits for our trailers and things like this. Uh, That is all thanks to, uh, I recommend going back, you can go back to an earlier episode and listen to our episode with uh, Kurt Gartner. So Kurt Gartner... Uh, makes all our trailers so we all um, help to kind of like capture footage and and contribute whatever we can to our trailers Kurt is the magician who kind of pulls it all together and makes it an awesome trailer Um, but we also work with uh, Trailer Farm who do a lot of cinematic trailers for us so they they did the Fall Guys um, kind of more cinematic trailers Um, so those guys are great and we also do a lot of animated trailers, which is uh, with a company out of France called uh, Wiz uh, CRCR. I think is like the, I think that's like the the actual animation studio, but Wiz anyway, W I Z Z Z Z. So we do animate. They do some animated trailers. They did uh, Carrion. Um, and they're uh, working on some other stuff that I shan't disclose here. Um, but anyway, uh, those guys are really great. And uh, yeah, so I, I you know, I, I have a, a real a big spot uh, kind of reserved in my heart for video game ads and commercials. I kind of like, I, I miss the actual ad element of it like uh trailers are one thing like everything is just kind of like a gameplay trailer now um or like i just said we do some animated trailers and stuff like this but i kind of like uh, there's something just truly uh, unique about uh tv commercials um i think they're really fun and i'd like to see more of those um but yeah so uh thanks very much for listening um if you'd like to uh, follow us on uh, Twitter or Instagram, it's at Devolver Digital. Uh, you can catch up on all of the previous episodes of the Forecast either at forecast.devolverdigital.com or um, you can uh, subscribe on uh, Apple Podcasts, uh, Spotify Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Uh, we're now on Amazon as well if you're subscribed to the amazon prime app that uh comes with podcasts we're on there uh everywhere and anywhere you can think of basically um so uh yeah um i'm just about to check now to see if we've got any good questions um no we don't please go and uh share this podcast with all your friends um there's uh we're up to 26 episodes now or 27 episodes so there's plenty to go back and listen to and um normally there's two of us so if you're listening to the first time uh, and you're just hearing me and you don't like it 
Um, check out some of the other ones uh, because JM has a lovely voice. He talks very nicely and he's very funny. And I'm this isn't as uh, easy to do <laughs> on my own when he's not here. So uh, that is all from me. Uh, arrest the cops who killed Brianna Taylor. Those motherfuckers need to pay. And love you all. Bye. <laughs>